0: You are listening to the current podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, September 7th. Did you miss me, dear listener? I sure missed you. I might sound a little funny today because, hey, I'm on vacation so I'm recording using a slightly less professional mic at the moment, but I'm sure you will forgive me. And despair not, the current podcast is back and nicely refreshed after our summer sojourn. While we were away, I and many of our pod squad were working to make UC Tech a smashing success. Were you there on campus or virtually? We had over a thousand participants. Whether you attended, presented, volunteered, or covered work, so if someone else could attend, I sincerely thank everyone who is involved. At UC Tech, we had several great talks on the role of women in technology. And for today's interview, we're here to keep that conversation going. Take it away, Angie.
1: Hello, podcast world. Angie Liu here, project manager with IT Services. Here we have the Women in Tech Committee. Woohoo! Thank you, friends, for coming on the podcast let's start with introducing everybody. Let's start with Allison Flick.
2: Hi, my name is Allison Flick. I am the IT Service Operations Manager at the library over here uh, at Geisel.
3: Hi, I'm, I'm Carolyn Ellis and I'm a CMMC Program
4: Manager over in the Office of Information Assurance. I'm Christine Kirkpatrick, I'm Division Director of Research Data Services at the San Diego Supercomputer Center. And I'm Jessica Hilt. I'm the
5: manager of Awesome over at the library.
1: Thank you for coming today. Let's start with our first prompt. What are the objectives or goals of the UC Women in Tech Committee?
2: Uh, I can take that. This is Allison. So the uh, the Women in Tech committee was created to help advance the professional goals and aspirations of individuals who identify as women who work in IT and, and tech-related positions at the university. This is for predominantly staff, and it's meant to be an inclusive environment for all who would like to participate, I should say, and uh, allies and anybody else who is part of that community. I feel like I chummed that up a little bit at the end, but you know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's
5: great. I, I think one thing to add is that there are, there are two different organizations. There's one which is the UC-wide Women in Tech, and then there is also the UCSD Women in Tech. So we do have two different committees. Um, The UC-wide one works at a much larger level and we look for, you know, we write articles and and do presentations for the UC-wide community, but we also want to work locally. So we have a UCSD Women in Tech Committee as well.
1: If you join the UCSD Women in Tech Committee, are you automatically in the UC Women in Tech Committee? How does that work?
2: Not necessarily. We look for four representatives from each campus to attend the UC Women in Tech committee so that there's representation from each location. And the purpose of the UC Women in Tech group is to share ideas and initiatives so that we're not reinventing the wheel necessarily. So if UCLA is doing something really wonderful and impactful, we can take what they've done and try to replicate it at our campus possibly and vice versa. So it's a really great idea sharing opportunity as well as an opportunity to kind of lift the entire UC through educational learning opportunities and different things of that nature.
5: And Thank there's you. definitely no, no you don't have to join to be part of the community. So in both the UCSD Women in Tech group, there is a Slack channel on the UCSD Slack. women in tech and also at the UC wide for the UC tech Slack group. There is a women in tech community and you don't have to be part of the committee committee to be part of the community.
4: Oh, I see.
1: I see. Okay. A tough question. What is considered tech? I think it's only
5: if you work on hardware, you have to be able to solder or you can't be in our group.
2: just kidding (laughs) that's right it's true like there is a cobalt proficiency test that you must pass in order to be a part of the women in tech uh it's not that bad you know
4: (laughs) a neck beard helps too yeah a neck beard (laughs)
2: yeah i would say i would say that we have a A lot of people ask this question like, what is tech? And could I be in Women in Tech? Am I considered technical enough? Uh, Because a lot of people will think, I don't, maybe I don't write code or um, I'm not a systems administrator. I'm not updating servers. Maybe I'm not technical enough. And we have a lot of folks who are really technical, especially in the library. We have folks that are doing really technical things like digitizing film and doing really interesting, very technical work. And they, don't necessarily consider themselves a technologist, but they are. And so I would say that there's a certain kind of impetus to self-select out sometimes if you don't feel like you're in one of the truly tech fields, you know, and project managers, they're in tech. If you're doing editing and comms, but you're doing it for tech, you're in tech, you know, you don't have to be doing super technical day-to-day, like, command line work to be considered in tech and it's uh it encompasses everything that we that we do and um as a community it makes us better when we have all these different perspectives because you have these really wonderful vibrant conversations of people bringing all these different perspectives uh, into into the fold which is super interesting and uh and and really great to see
3: but to add to that and this is Carolyn I I think that I would be thrilled to see people who maybe even they aren't officially in tech by any job title yet, but even if that's where they want to be aiming, I think that's exactly who this community is built for, and we can help open doors for them in that setting.
4: I would just add that one thing that's been a hallmark of our group is that it's not a place where you have to come and prove how technical you are, and there are a lot of affinity groups and other networking opportunities where it feels like a bunch of people sitting around a conference table trying to prove who has read the most specs on hardware. And that is not this group. We want to have much more interesting and substantial conversations that are, you know, not about throwing out our egos or trying to, you know, prove how much we know and, and thereby being less inclusive. Thank you. Thank you. Personal question
1: now. Why did you join this committee and do you hold a specific role on the committee?
3: I'll start on that one. I somewhat got thrown into this mix and I certainly joined for reasons, but I, I was brought into the spin on this from all these other faces and leaders here. But I would say I joined because at my previous institution, I had helped lead uh, women in HPC that's high performance computing chapter. And then I've also been really involved in women in cybersecurity. And I'm such an advocate of ways to support women as they rise in the leadership of tech. And well, I guess I'm also involved in a community group leading a women in tech group there. So. Why did I join? Because I want to help other women out in the space that I'm currently seeing and building that community in. And do I hold a specific role? Not that I know of yet, but I'm pretty darn sure every meeting I go to, I find out more things that maybe should be part of my role. Happy to share though.
2: This is Allison. Currently, we're all kind of, all four of us on this, uh, podcast or, or sort of leading our, our UC UCSD Women in Tech, I am going to be the incoming chair of the UC Women in Tech coming in September. So right now I'm the vice chair and I'll be taking the chair role uh, come then, which will be really exciting. And as far as the reasons that I joined Women in Tech was I've worked at the UC for a really long time. I'm talking like almost 20 years. And when I first started, I was working in research and I was really isolated and I was really young and I had nobody around me who I could talk to that was felt safe to, to discuss like some of the things that might've been going on. Nothing, nothing bad happened necessarily, but it would have really been nice to know that there was a, group out there that I could say, hey, I'm looking to try to get ahead. What do you think I could do Um, without necessarily knowing many people? And so I love the idea of having a Women in tech as a way for people who are new to UCSD or early in their career to be able to plug into a community of people who have maybe been here for a while, who have really great insights and who also can help kind of put a hand down to pull other people up, which I think is really important for women in tech. And that's a big part of why we want to grow this group and build this group and have more opportunities for people to get involved.
4: I would just say I joined the committee at a time um, when Jessica Allison and Robin Chadwick were really active. And I was not very active on campus committees. San Diego Supercomputer Center serves a national audience. And so we're and we're one of you know only uh, four NSF or five depending on my account funded supercomputer center so we're supposed to be you know talking to lots of different campuses and you know traveling a lot but once I once they invited me and I saw the work they were doing and the community they would created I just felt really drawn in and it it made me feel even more committed to the UC San Diego community and the IT community in particular and so I I really want to thank them for what they've created here.
5: Christine, you're the sweetest. Thank you. I was a founder of the UC Women in Tech Committee, and that just started because, oh, thank you. Uh, That just started because when I joined UCSD, like my job was a community strategist, strategist for ITS, and I had a really great thriving tech community, but we didn't have a women in tech community. And I had just come back from the the conference which was uh, lisa which is large installation system and administration conference and they do they have a um women in advanced computing group and they were just really cool and fun to hang out with and i wanted to find the other cool women at uc san diego and i thought this was like if you just put a label on it maybe the cool people will show up and that's exactly what happened so Um, It was great. I pulled Allison in. um, I saw her at a system administration conference or a meeting. And I was like, you, you look awesome. Come be my friend. Uh, And she said, yes. (laughs) And so that's um, that's just kind of how it started. And, you know, we have such a thriving, great community and such great women that work at UC San Diego. And they're all so very open and very willing to put in their time and energy to help each other. That it wasn't it wasn't hard to start this community. Everybody has built it from um, from the very start, which was is just super awesome.
1: What kind of cool topics do we have coming up?
2: Coming up, we're looking for to do about four events per year for UCSD Women in Tech, and that's going to consist mostly of a single in-person event and most likely three virtual events. We're still trying to determine exactly what that's going to be and when, but that will probably be once a quarter. In addition to that, there are multiple different events that will be happening for the UC Women in Tech that we will be cross-promoting. And some of those will be articles, some of those will be every year for Women's History Month, we do an article for Women in Tech that highlights each campus and the impactful women in tech at that campus. And in the past, we've done that kind of contributions during COVID, different things of that nature. And we'll be doing that again this coming Women's History Month. In terms of smaller things though, instead of these kind of like big tent pole events, we're looking to do some smaller events. Uh, We're kicking around the idea of a book club. We're kicking around the idea of just some smaller meetups that are much more informal because a big part of the reason we've heard from people that want to join Women in Tech is to build community, build relationships. That's really important for people. So it's important to get education and be able to hear from really uh, inspirational speakers or get some great foundational knowledge, but it's also really important to build your community. And so we want to be cognizant of that and build in options for people to get to know the people who work around them, make friendships and Some folks who are, you know, folks like me who've worked here for 20 years, I get things done because I know people, you know, I've got 20 years of relationships under my belt and that's made a big difference. It makes my job a lot easier when you know who to talk to and who, who can help you get certain things done. And that's a big part of women in tech also is who can help you maybe look for different opportunities that are available or help you like be a trusted person to help review your resume if you need it or look at your LinkedIn and give you some pointers. Different things like that are are super important. Studies have shown that you get a lot of your opportunities come from your network. So that's a big part of this.
3: One thing I'll add on that is I I think COVID made a, a bit of a divide between the people who knew all the people and the new new employees that have joined us. And we had a whole lot of new employees that joined that truly didn't have the community around them of those people who they knew to go to or almost even something as simple as the buddy system where here's someone who's been around and you know what? Yeah, they say that, but this is what we really mean uh, when when you see something like that or we also don't have much of the opportunity to have some of the small talk that you just jump into meetings and you're instantly, okay, we are meeting, but you don't get to meet the people who are sitting around you too. And I think, I think the hybrid approach here offers a great opportunity for um, getting to know the people around you when maybe they aren't physically around you.
4: Some of the other topics that have come up and these came from the community members themselves, um, just sitting around drinking tea and trying to figure out what what do people need? What are the what are the topics that nobody's talking about that you don't know how to get the answers to? One of those was how do you get a reclass? Who are the people that approve it? Who who has advice on how to write this or how to move the process along? Another topic we've talked about is how to promote yourself, which is uncomfortable uh, and you know we've also touched a lot on imposter syndrome and what we talked about at the top of the podcast with feeling like you have to prove how technical you are you know when maybe you're not wired to to be like that <laughs> i know i'm i'm certainly not someone who shows up somewhere and it's like i i can't wait to prove to everybody how much i know at least i hope i never come off that way <laughs> and then we also sometimes bring in topics that have been presented where we could bring in topics that have been presented at a UC level, um, you know, something that we could reprise. So at uh, UC Tech 2019, I did a presentation with Molly Greek who's now the CIO of UC Office of the President and Anna Lee Rugg, who is at UCLA. We did a presentation called Frozen Moments where we had people role play, having really uncomfortable conversations and practice being allies. It's like, okay, Someone next to you says something racist or sexist uh, or something that's very um, anti-LGBT. And, okay, let's practice what you would say in that moment. And then, you know, we came back together and would compare strategies. And, uh, you know, one thing that that brings out is there's no one right thing to say when you're trying to be a good ally. It's, it's you know, it depends on the situation. It depends on you and your style. And so it's uh, not... Gaining skills that are making you into a super, you know, human IT person. It's, you know, how to be evolved, compassionate, empathetic, and build on skills that you're comfortable using.
1: Oh, wow. That's amazing that you guys did a role play for awkward conversations. You're right. I would never know, like, how to deal with that unless I practice. I wouldn't say I would never, but obviously practicing it with people you trust So that you are better equipped when that situation arises, that's amazing. You, you friends are amazing. (laughs) Oh, I know a little heart. Let me ask you, (laughs) what do you or the committee want to accomplish in the short term and in the long term?
5: I think short term, we're all in a little bit of recovery from COVID um and and i think a lot of us um i know that we have a lot of introverts in our community but people like me who are extreme extroverts we're real lonely <laughs> we're real real lonely uh and i am desperate to have a conversation with my women in tech community so in the short term what i would really like to see is just a rebuilding and restrengthening of that community um And I think planning activities, uh, getting together online, learning who we are, we have lots of new faces on campus. We have lots of new hires that I've not seen um, ever, and don't necessarily get a chance to have a meeting with those people in the role that I'm in. So getting to know who those people are and what they do on campus and, and who they are as people, I think that's a big part of it is just strengthening that community and figuring out who we are and getting to know each other. Um, I would love to see that happen and because that is where we build our foundation to build longer term things.
3: So as mid-range I think I do fit in between the middle and the long term range but to build on Jessica's thoughts I I truly hope that this this community that we're building also can have a direct line and impact to retention at our institution and I think that by providing this type of outlet and this community where people know that they can go as to to meet with women who have shared beliefs or allies, um, I think that this could help improve the inclusion and the retention with with many of these people. I, there, there was that risk factor that they're saying that a lot of the people who did join during COVID, and not this is a, this is a broader study, but that they were the people at risk too because they had never formed those relationships with their coworkers. So. They might have joined, but they also might leave quick too.
4: When I would hope in this short to middle term, we would, as has been said, keep drawing in those people that are 100% remote, because Carolyn is so awesome. She's a treasured colleague, and I wouldn't have run to her on campus because I work remote many days and she's 100% remote. I've got a data initiatives team, four out of five of them are 100% remote as well, and um, uh, and four out of five are women. And so it, it's nice to have this this added group for them to connect into is just a, uh, you know, there's, I don't know what, 10, 20,000 employees at UCSD. So how would you go about meeting them if you're remote? You have to find affinity groups and, and find your tribe. And this is a great way to do that. I know for me in the long term, one thing I'm hoping for the UCSD women in tech group is that uh, Ten years, five years from now, it's a strong network. It's a supportive system. Where if you're having a procedural issue or you don't understand how a process works, or things have really broken down. It's the group that you feel like you can go to and say, "Do you know anyone that's in this department or how this works?" Or even if you're having, you know, some of these, some of the other things that come up, especially when uh, people are short-staffed and and stressed out. So how do you, how do you work through these things? I would I would see a measure of success if we had a new person join UCSD and they took our positive culture for granted especially in regard to women in tech if they just thought this is how it is if you had a somebody graduate from UCSD as a student employee and become staff and they just they never had to know this other side of tech that many of us have seen I'd also like to see us uh, and I think we' I think we're doing this but breaking more ground on intersectionalities, having programs and activities that support an inclusive IT culture, because we know that many of the attributes of this community that's been created are attracted attracted to not just women, right? And And in fact, the typical IT person doesn't mean that they enjoy the typical IT culture. And so the more that we can have, you know, not just let's get around and drink beer together or let's go golf together. Do people do that? (laughs) They used to. You can get together and have tea or talk about things that aren't necessarily, you know, like we would in the HPC community, how many cores do you have? That's the culture I'd like to see and culture is the hardest thing to change. So that's why I think that's more on the five to 10 year scale. Right, well, Star Wars and Star Trek can always stay. I'm not saying we shouldn't be nerds. (laughs) saying we shouldn't be misogynistic nerds what you have shared today sounds
1: like this committee is in good hands on where you want to see it going I have a very important question of course how do the cool people listening
2: to this cool podcast join this very cool tribe well, Angie, you're going to be the first person that's going to join. We're going to make Yay! you, even if you want to or not at this right, point, you you've been add- indoctrinated into our group. <laughs> but the adjective was cool. And I do not uh, fit well, that adjective. Yeah. I mean, being a woman in tech is inherently cool, honestly. Very so like, you already start with a, a plus one just in that regard. We have a couple different ways that folks can get in touch with us. We have, there is still a Slack group at UCSD, it is UCSD Tech, that is the Slack group, and there is a women in tech channel, a uh, hashtag women in tech. We're not necessarily on teams mostly because sometimes it's kind of hard to know which team to find and, and Slack is a little bit easier to as a general entry point. We also have a mailing list. It is on Google Groups and it is WIAC-L is our group, which we can add you to. And we're also on Blink. If you search on Women in Tech on Blink, you're going to find us and you're going to find links to all of that mailing list and the Slack channel and things of that nature. Everything is wide, wide open. We encourage communication and questions. And even if you just want to take a picture of your super rad, t- uh, amazing breakfast, the- <laughs> there's there's gonna be someone who's gonna give you kudos for your pro French toast. So. <laughs> but you know we're really looking to build this community so we're looking for more engagement and as far as it goes i would not say to wait to be invited everybody is invited the door is wide open there is no no gatekeeping in this community in terms of who who can and and should join we're hoping that we have a lot of individuals who will reach out and if you have ideas that you would like to share with the group, uh, ideas that you'd like to promote, ideas, if you're interested in getting more involved, too, if, if you have an idea for even, I mean, we were joking around a, a couple of weeks ago, but we were joking around of creating a women in tech pickleball group. I mean, if, if, if you have, it doesn't necessarily have to be technical, but we're hoping to have more community building events. And so we're really... Hoping to get some folks who would like to get more involved, also to help us with initiatives, maybe small and big. You know, as Carolyn told me, or and I were talking a couple of weeks ago, we're looking for lots of ways to for people to get involved, both big and small, because we know people don't have a ton of time always, and so it can be hard to say I want to be part of this group, but I don't have hours and hours to commit to it. So if there's small bite-sized events that you might want to help with, we will take we will take that. And if you're wanting to do a big event, we will take that as well.
4: (laughs) I'd also add that allies have always been welcome and are welcome. You know, be ready though. It's mostly women at the meeting. And so it can be a good exercise for some men to know what it feels like when you can look around the room and just count the couple of you. But allies are very welcome. And we were excited to have some at our last virtual meeting. And I would also say that in in tech so much. I've, I've been at UC San Diego 26 years and many times over the years, well-meaning supervisors and people counseled me to act more like a man, either by saying that or by um, describing behaviors that, that would more be associated with men than women. So UC women in tech, UCSD women in tech, is a place that you can come and be who you are. Come as you are, bring your whole personality, whether that is somebody who wants to be a wallflower, or you're going to share your French toast. You know, or you're going to go head to head with Jessica for who's more extroverted. Just be yourself and bring all your personality. That's what kind of that's the kind of group we are.
1: Yes, that's it, Jessica. That's that's your that's list. it. Just <laughs> yep.
5: That sounds good. Angie, you are super cool. Let me tell you what? why. Yeah. Why you're what? super cool my 11 year old was like, why do you have another meeting? And I was like, well, it's to be on a podcast. And she lost her mind. Podcasts are so cool.
1: We're so in right now.
5: Oh my gosh. She was like, in. is this one I can listen to? I was like, depends how much I curse on it.
1: <laughs> Later on, we'll make TikToks, right? Is that it? Is That's it. That right? Right. Okay. okay. Anybody else have anything to add on your experience or just to share about the Women in Tech Committee?
3: One thing I was thinking of that long-term of where I hope this would be going to would also be having a bit more maybe advocacy or influence as at, at the university level and whether that's partnering with Many of the other groups and initiatives we have going on for inclusive behavior, but I, I can see that the women women in tech group could be one of those allies and trying to change how how the how things are going in, in the bigger picture.
4: That's a really good point, Carolyn. We're we're a resource for the official committees on campus to come to and say how can we get uh, greater participation of women in at all levels in tech Uh, how can how can what can we do about burnout what can we do about recovering from you know this covid period how to strengthen teams we are full of ideas and opinions on these things and uh, someone should tap into that i did want to thank you angie for doing the podcast and the its for sponsoring your time to do it and for giving us a voice and and hopefully reaching some new people that will join UCSD Women in Tech. We should be thanking you, but I appreciate the shout out
1: and I appreciate everybody for coming today. Thank you so much. Hopefully we'll hear or do another podcast in the future on other cool events and other ways to get people to join. Thank you. That would be great.
2: Thanks, Angie. Thanks, ITF.
0: I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.